healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to Valley Well via Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. Times are tough for many of us right now, but whether or not you have insurance, you and your family should always have access to great health care. ValleyWise Health is here to help you through the process of finding health coverage. So today we're going to be learning all about the Arizona Healthcare Cost Containment System, otherwise known as ACCESS. Joining us to discuss are ValleyWise Health Eligibility Specialists, Oscar Bueno and Lorena Treviso. Thank you both for joining us. Hello, hello. Hi, good morning. Let's start from the very beginning. Can you tell us what is ACCESS? Yeah, so um, ACCESS is, you know, just basically what you said. Um, It is Arizona's uh, Medicaid program. Um, It was founded in 1982, actually, and it stands for Arizona's Health Care Cost Containment System. Um, and this uh, this program is funded jointly uh, jointly funded by the federal and state governments, and it's for individuals who um, you know who qualify based on income and household size. So, um, how do you qualify for access? So, um, it, it, it's based off of different factors. Um, a lot of it is based off of, like I said, income is probably the biggest thing that they look at. Um, household size is another thing. Um, one thing to keep in mind when um, you're applying for access is um, who's in your household. So um, who are you uh, counting on your uh, tax returns and things like that? Who are you claiming as a dependent? Um, so things like that uh, play a big factor um, into applying for access. I just want to add up um, the time frame that it usually takes. It'll be 30 to 45 days to get approved as long as you uh, provide every document that they request you to turn in. Um, it could take 30 to 45 days to get approved um, and 20 days for women who are pregnant. So what are those documents they're looking for? Usually um, they will ask proof of income which, you know, it's based on income and it's gross income, not net income. Usually uh, most of the people think it's net income is what you take home. But no, it's based on gross income. For some people through this pandemic who have lost their jobs, do they automatically qualify? No. So it's still an income-based program. So regardless of, um, you know, unfortunately, whether, you know, you, you've you lost your job, let's say you're still receiving, you know, some other sort of income, depending on those guidelines, um, the state will tell you, unfortunately, you're over income. Um, but of course, obviously, if they've lost their job, they, their income has significantly decreased um, because it's a, a month-to-month uh, income-based program. Um Let's say you got paid out all your your um, your vacation time, so that's gonna you know kind of take care of that whole month for you, where you won't be eligible. The following month, when you're not receiving any income, you could be eligible. So let's get into specifics on the income levels, if you can. Um, what are the income levels based on family size that qualify for access? So there's different categories um, in order to qualify, whether you're a child um, and there's specific age groups that you have to be in in order to qualify under those guidelines, pregnant women, um, uh, adult caretakers. So if you're an adult with minor children, you can qualify as well as if you're just a single adult or or a couple with no children. Um, So uh, Lorena, you want to give a couple of of, um, 
of examples of income size and and uh, how much they have to be making? Yeah, sure. Like like you said before, it's it is um, about income and uh, depending on the household. And per their website, uh, what they have is household of one. It's one thousand four hundred and fifteen. Household of two, one thousand nine hundred and eleven, and it goes up. And then you add um, four hundred and ninety seven for each additional person. And it's just like an approximately amount only, but that's what they have. And even if a patient would like to research on the access um, website, they will find this information there. So it's based on the monthly income, not the annual? No, it's the monthly income. It all depends how they get paid because some people get paid every two weeks. So obviously they're going to go within the last 30 days. They need to provide their their pay stuffs and sometimes they get paid every week. So it has to um, be within the last month of, of their income. If you're just tuning in with us, we're chatting with ValleyWise Health eligibility specialists about the benefits of access and getting healthcare coverage that you deserve. You can sign up with us by calling 602-344-2550. That's 602-344-2550. When you call, they will help you set up an appointment um, in order to sign up for access. You can also, also visit valleywisehealth.org for more information. We also want to let you know that Valley Wise Health will be holding a phone bank next Saturday, July 25th from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. to answer your questions about access and get you signed up. The number to call next Saturday, July 25th is 602-344-1600. So how many people are on access right now in Arizona? So currently as of July um, 2020, we're we're at about two million eighteen thousand three hundred and fifty six people are currently on access. So that'll include your adults, children, um, elderly. Um, so if you have Medicare and you meet income guidelines, you can qualify as Medicare as a secondary. Um, so it it includes all age groups, all um, uh, all categories. So um, it's a pretty big pretty pretty big um, population. That's a huge percentage of the population. Oh, yeah. And just kind of doing a little bit more research, um, just looking at the COVID crisis um, back in February, from February to March, um, uh, there were 3,327 new uh, people that enrolled into access Uh, from March to April. Just to give you an idea of of what COVID, you know, kind of the impact COVID made um, from March to April, there were 43,042 people that ended up applying just within that month. Wow. Yeah. So, um, and then from there, it went, it, it stayed up into the 30,000s. And um, just as from uh, June to July, there were 23,724. So it seems like it's kind of dwindling, but um, you never know with, with, with what's going on. Um, people may be applying more. And what I like about it is that, um, you know, just, just what I like about access is that, you know, it's easy access online. You know, you can just go online and apply. And um, I think everybody right now has plenty of time to go online and, and you know, apply on their own and things like that. But, um, yeah, that's probably why you see such a huge increase. It's kind of interesting how it almost follows the model of how the economy is going. You know, if a lot of people are losing their jobs, more people are going to be signing up for this. And thankfully, that's a service that's out there for people to have and use. Definitely. And um, uh, 
just just kind of going off of that and uh, going back to a little bit of uh, regarding the eligibility piece, um, we talked about um, the unemployment compensation, you know, people applying for unemployment and how that might impact applying for access. Um, uh, one of the, the good things is that that extra income, that extra $600 that um, is coming from the federal pan- pandemic unemployment compensation um, will not be counted as countable income for in applying for access. So if, if people didn't know that, you know, it's important that they do know that so that they can apply if they need that health care. Absolutely. That's really good. I'm glad you mentioned that. So how does it actually work? Does access cover 100% of your medical bills? Yeah, so typically it does cover about 100%, um, which you kind of just want to be careful about and and doctors and, and people in the clinical side will, will, will talk to you about it, is medical necessity. Um, it has to be medically necess- necessary um, service in order for it to, to cover um, that visit, whatever the case is, but um, typically it is at 100%. Wow. So who ends up paying the bills for these? Access. I mean, it, it, it's pretty pretty simple. Access is an organization that ends up um, um, submitting these payments to hospitals, doctors, providers. Um, the, they're uh, 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 the ones who cut the checks. So, so what's the difference between Access and Medicaid? They're the same thing. Um, Access just calls it uh, Arizona. Just calls it something different. Um, you know, they they call it access. Um, you have other states, uh, like in Washington, they call it Apple Health. Um, you you look at Wisconsin, they call it Badger Care Plus. Tennessee uses Ten Care. So there's there's uh, different Medicaid programs. Different states call it different things. Some states just call it Medicaid. What about Obamacare? What's the difference? So Obamacare um, just kind of works hand in hand with um, Medicaid. Um, when you're applying for Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, um, you typically go through healthcare.gov um, and and apply. So um, in the event that you uh, may qualify for Medicaid, healthcare.gov goes back and lets you know, hey, you can qualify for Medicaid in your state, go apply for Medicaid first. Um, and, and so... Medicaid will be your 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 state health care benefit, whereas when you're applying for the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, um, you know you can apply for for different um, for different plans um, that's affordable to your income. So if you're over income for Medicaid, you can possibly qualify for the Affordable Care Act plans. Valleywise Health Eligibility Specialists Oscar Bueno and Lorena Treviso are on right now answering your top questions about access and signing up for healthcare coverage. You can sign up with us anytime throughout the week by calling 602-344-2550. That will help you set up an appointment to get signed up for access. They speak um, English and Spanish. Do you guys have other languages that you speak as well? Uh, no, but we do have a translator line, so um, we're able to 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 use that um, for other languages. But we are bilingual in English and Spanish. Excellent. So I want to introduce our audio producer for this show, Chencho Flores. He has a question for you. Hi. So a couple of quick questions. Um, let's say that I need to go to the hospital. I don't have insurance. I go to the emergency room. Um, what happens there? Um, Am I still going to be able to get treated? Also, if I do sign up for access after that, are they going to help pay for that, you know, after the fact? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, all hospitals, whether it's an emergency, um, that when you go through the ER, where um, uh, 
hospitals have to treat the patients. Um, so it's not about whether you have insurance or not. You can go into the hospital, say you don't have any insurance. Um, and, and of course, they still treat you, you know, and, and just find out if it's an emergency or not. Um, and so what happens is, let's say you are admitted into the hospital. Um, you can apply for access, you know, on your own. Um, or you um, typically, like at ValleyWise, we do have uh, eligibility specialists that do go up to patients in, in their rooms um, or whatever the case is and, and help them apply. Um, but again, you can also apply on your own. Um, so just one of the things that happened with Access last year um, is that um, Access used to retro back three months. So let's say you went into the hospital two months ago and you still have that outstanding bill. Um, prior to last year, um, anyone who qualified for access was able to go back three months prior. Um, so as of last year, they did end up taking that away, um, except for pregnant women and children. So if you go into the hospital this month um, and you're not pregnant or a child, um, you, you must apply for access that same month so that your bill can be covered. My next question is, do are undocumented people able to apply for access? Do they qualify? Lorena, you want to take this one? Yes, they do, definitely. Um, they only qualify, which is called um, the Federal Emergency Access. That only covers only emergency. It doesn't cover doctor visits, though, no, just emergencies. They fall under the same category. So whether um, you, you are undocumented and you're a pregnant woman or you're um, an adult with minor children, you, you still fall under those categories, just if it's federal emergency services only. So I've heard it called many different things. There's Mercy Care, CMDP. Are there different kinds of access or how does that work? Under those are different branches, different brackets of um, um, plans. So based off of the plans and and whether what county you're in, that that plan kind of services specific counties. And so you have different um, types of access plans. So there's American Indian Health Plan. You have Arizona Complete Health, Banner University Family Care, um, just depending what's going to um, fit your health care needs as well as which plan serves your county. We're talking with ValleyWise Health Eligibility Specialists about how to sign up for access and the benefits of that. Um, have there been any recent changes to access that people need to know? You're saying 2 million people in the state are signed up. Um, so this might benefit a lot of people listening right now. Well, yeah, I mean, the biggest one that that um, we had faced was the um, uh, elimination of, of uh, retro coverage um, for, for all Medicaid applicants. Um, I think that kind of took a hit for a lot of people who, um, you know, who did have outstanding hospital bills. Um, thankfully, you know, pregnant women and children can still qualify um, for those retro um, uh, coverage services. Um, but, you know, again, adults, adults um, with minor children, um, and single single uh, adults, unfortunately, wouldn't be able to take um, a part of that. Got it. So walk us through how someone actually gets signed up. Yeah, so um, it, like I said, there, there's, there's different ways to apply. You can apply online through um, uh, Healthy Arizona Plus. Um, and there you'd create a sign-on, you'd have an email address, things like that, where you would go through the whole process yourself. And it's just a list of household questions. Um, who lives in your household? 
um, uh, household income? Um, do you want to apply for medical benefits? Things like that. So um, you can always do it that way, or you can do it um, through organizations like us, um, eligibility specialists. Um, we're actually called assisters, where we we are certified to actually help people go through the um, Healthy Arizona Plus program um, to apply online. And that's kind of what this virtual event is going to be about. You know, th- these people call in and we would go through that process virtually with them um, to complete the application. Nice. So if you use that phone number I've been mentioning, um, 344-2550, what happens there? You know, you're calling ValleyWise Health. Do you need to use a ValleyWise Health provider or can you choose other um, healthcare systems? Um, So typically, um, we would go through um, our providers. Um, And so it's an assistance program where, um, you know, usually the patients are already... um, uh, established with us, um, it, but the provider is totally up to the customer. You know whether they want to go to ValleyWise or whether they want to use um, somebody else. So that's a great segue into my next question, which is: What's the difference between Access and some of the other um, uh, insurance companies? You know, if I'm signed up for United Healthcare or Blue Cross Blue Shield, you know, are there any limitations with access that the other healthcare, you know, insurance providers can offer? Um, well, you know, like I said, one of the biggest benefits, you know, in qualifying for access is, um, typically they pay a hundred percent. Whereas if you're using commercial insurance, of course you have a monthly premium, um, you're, you're, there may be co-pays, you know, involved, things like that. Um, each each health insurance program does have, you know, their own perks, their own benefits, things like that. Um, but again, it, it, um, it it's more of a, you know, a, of course, access is it's going to be your your assistance program. So it's just kind of like um, if if that's kind of your only option, you would use that. But it's definitely a benefit because it will cover at 100%. So, yeah, I want I wanted to add something um, that uh, we haven't mentioned, and it's about kids care. <clears throat> kids care. Um, some of uh, of the uh, people won't qualify because over income, right, but if they're uh, up to 200% of the federal property, the kids can qualify for kids care, which is still access. The only difference is that they pay a monthly premium, which is not high. Uh, most of the time, I've seen forty dollars for three, you know, three children or or four. Um, it's not too high. So uh, parents may be out of it; they may not qualify, but kids can qualify, and it'll cover the same as access. So I'm going to ask maybe kind of a, a tough question. Um, so people who you know make too much money to qualify for access and they're paying a lot of money for health insurance every month, they might feel, you know, why am I paying so much money when some people get all of their health care covered? But it's more about the community's overall health. How how does making sure everyone has access to health care benefit all of us? Well, for for me, um, when I get... um our patients, you know, um, we go through their income to make sure, okay, we see that they're over income, but then we want to make sure that they 
will be able, at least their kids qualify for kids care. And that helps them a little bit, you know? Um, yes, um, everybody, um, most of the people that are over income ask me the same question, why? Why can't we get access? Why other people can get access and we can't? And I say, unfortunately, well, this is the system and it's based on income. You know, we can do anything we would like to get you there, but we, we're not able to because it's based on income. But if we see the possibility of their children qualifying for kids care, at least we get them in there. Oscar, can you touch on that as well? Do you understand what I'm asking? So we talk about, you know, how, how it's important to have everybody, you know, have some type of health care. Um, and I think that's one of the great things about ValleyWise is that we always try to um, find a way to see how we can help patients and other healthcare systems, you know, have um, assistance programs as well. Um, I think if everyone has um, access to health care, that's definitely going to be positive for community, for, for businesses. People are going to be able to work to continue, you know, their jobs and just be active members of the community. So, um, you know, staying healthy, eating right, um, things like that, you know, just making sure that you follow up with doctors um, so that uh, you can just be healthy. That's probably the biggest thing. <laughs> Absolutely. So are some people on access their whole life or how long does it last? So there, it's an annual renewal in order to um, stay on access. And, and of course, they look at your income to see if anything has changed. And it's important too that, you know, if household, household changes happen in your home, you know, that you report that to access as well. It just depends on each different household. Are you looking for work? Are you looking for um, trying to find ways to get yourself off of access. Um, and I believe for, for certain categories, like your adults, they do have programs where they have the adults um, actively looking for work. So so it's just kind of like a program where have you gone to, to look for work? Have you gone through different uh, interviews, things like that? So that it shows that, you know, hey, I'm not trying to stay on access for the rest of my life. I am looking for work. I am looking for ways to, you know, see if I can get different types of health care or get more income into my household. So tell me about some of the or tell us about some of the uh, misconceptions that people have about access. Well, being in healthcare for 13 years, I think I've seen a lot of bad stigma when it comes to Medicaid. People think that it's only for poor people and it's only, um, you know, I don't want access, you know, I don't want Medicaid. That's just not for me. You know, you think I'm poor, you know, things like that, like that, that, that people kind of, you know, just say to you because, you know, they either feel ashamed or they just don't like that word. But I think the, the biggest misconception is that it's not just for poor people. Just like right now, we're in this huge pandemic and people need to take advantage of this healthcare. Right now, some people don't have jobs at all. So how are they going to be able to take care of their, their health? Access will give you that opportunity to be able to have that assistance until you're able to find work again. Is there any other way that the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted access? Um, I know before the this interview started, you guys were mentioning how a lot of these appointments to get set up are, are now, you know, virtual. Can you explain some of the other changes that are taking place to make sure these people stay safe? So I know access did look at what once this pandemic hit, they they kind of 
stopped people from getting off of access. So, you know, if you were hitting that mark where you didn't qualify anymore, you know, they were going to take you off of it, but they kind of extended that for a little bit longer so that, you know, if you needed that healthcare, you were still going to get it um, without having to reapply. And so that kind of helped a little bit, you know, to, to have people have that little bit of peace of mind to be able to, you know, continue their healthcare if needed, especially, you know, you don't want to get sick and not have any health insurance. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Absolutely. So we've been chatting with Valleywise Health eligibility specialists, Oscar Bueno and Lorena Treviso about the benefits of access, how to get signed up and everything in between. A lot of good information covered today. Uh, we do have a blog on valleywisehealth.org if you need to go and kind of review what we talked about today. Um, Oscar and Lorena, thank you so much for your time. It's been a, a really good conversation. No, thank you so much. And I'm glad we're able to hopefully educate a lot of people on access. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Valle Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash bewell. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.